Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash figure out your life. With over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, and Kindle. Now let's get to the show. Welcome everybody to Figure Out Your Life podcast, where we try to find the answers to life's everyday problems. I'm your host, Toy T, aka your girlfriend with a PhD, aka um, brown skin girl, <laughs> aka uh, the best friend that you need, but didn't know that you wanted, but that you have, aka the friend that's just gonna go and research everything for you, aka the bone collector, because I have all the bones and I know where they're buried. <laughs> Let me stop. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm so happy to be with you here again. Staying consistent, staying strong. I hope you guys had a very blessed week as we are quickly approaching the end of the year. I mean, gosh. We are almost in 2020, so I hope everybody is is uh, enjoying the last moments of 2019. I know that I am. I'm also looking forward to 2020. Uh, right now, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for New Year's because I just feel in my soul, I'm feeling in my gut that I need to be somewhere else. Like I need to be like foreign. I need to be on a beach. I need to be just just experiencing something new, checking something off of my life bucket list um, to start off 2020. I just feel like it's just going to be like the year uh, for for me. And I just want to start it off um, the right way. And so I'm thinking about going to Thailand or Bali. Uh, I put it out on my Facebook and people were saying like either one is fine, but I really think I might go towards Thailand because I always really want to go to Thailand I really want to like you know spend some time in Bangkok um in Phuket I just I just feel like that's where I want to be in but um I haven't pulled the trigger on that yet it might be a solo trip might not be I have a friend uh, hey girl hey Tania she expressed some interest in coming with me so I was like maybe I should just like you know get real serious and 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 commit to I'm going to go because the longer I wait the more expensive it's going to get but I know um that uh it 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 can happen I just need to to do it so um have you guys been thinking about what you're going to do for for new year's yet I know I'm jumping the gun we're we're in the holiday season we're in full holiday season right now and I've skipped two of the major holidays <laughs> <laughs> and going straight to to New Year's but like that's just like how my mind is working right now because uh because uh this year my family has decided to make Thanksgiving as easy as possible like we have decided to take the stress out of uh holiday Thanksgiving stress so instead of cooking instead of going to some into to a big family gathering. We're actually just going to a restaurant. Uh, and mainly for the fact that, uh, that my brother works on Thanksgiving every single year. And this year he has a different schedule. So usually he works from the morning until like maybe four o'clock and we'd have Thanksgiving dinner, usually around like five o'clock, six o'clock. 
based on his schedule. But this year he's working from 3 p.m. until 11 p.m., which means that we're not having Thanksgiving dinner. We're going to be having Thanksgiving lunch. And, you know, that kind of time frame doesn't really work with cooking or and preparing things. And I'm so happy that my mom just kind of just suggested like, hey, how about we just like either order something like, you know, and, and she can pick it up or we go to a restaurant because it just doesn't make sense to try to make to stress ourselves out trying to cook anything when it's really just going to be the three of us. And um, it's the time frame. It do- doesn't even give you enough time to be able to cook. Like we'd have to wake up at like <laughs> what six o'clock in the morning five o'clock in the morning to start cooking for right for a thanksgiving lunch so no 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 um so what ended up happening and i'll just tell you this real quickly is that she uh, my mother was like you know figure something out because i had seen something that um i get emails from del frisco's uh grill which is where i had my my birthday uh lunch this year and they were like hey we're open thanksgiving you guys should make a reservation and i was like looking into it and i was like oh well all of it is is uh, already sold out there's no tables um space available but what i ended up doing is just googling restaurants that are open on thanksgiving and i found like a whole list like i it was like 25 restaurants well-known restaurants that are open on thanksgiving including like denny's ihop applebee's i was like no 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 but even some of the good ones like Ruth's Chris Steakhouse is open on Thanksgiving and has like a turkey meal. Um, Morton Steakhouse has a has the same thing. And uh, we're uh, going to end up going to Legal Seafoods. If you're not from the Massachusetts area or New England area, Legal Seafoods is a very popular seafood restaurant. It has like dairy, different variations and levels. And so there's like a legal test kitchen, which is like a cheaper version. But like they have more like, you know, Friday's type food, like more um fried calamari like you know like a a seafood pizza like that kind of food and then there's like the higher end um there's like a legal sea bar where it's like mostly like you know focus around bar food like you know oysters and finger foods um but regardless like they're every single one of them no matter what kind of uh food that they focus on uh, are going to be open on thanksgiving and the, uh, the fact that they're all over the place makes it easier because like we not only do we have a time constraint, but we also have like a distance constraint. So we need to be able to go someplace that is close enough to us that we can come home and my brother can get, you know, come home, get dressed and go to and go to work. So uh, um, end up taking um, I end up making a reservation for 12 o'clock at Legal Sea Bar in Dedham. So if you see me and my family at Legal Sea Bar or you just happen to be in a legacy place um, in Dedham, Massachusetts, uh, don't, don't, you know, you, you'll know where I'll be. I'll be in the legal sea bar and you can come by and say, hi, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Um, as we are eating our, our, uh, our chef made Thanksgiving turkey and seafood, most likely. <laughs> so, um, I thought this was really appropriate, uh, to share because as you can already see from the title of this podcast, today's podcast, um, is figuring out saying no, um, figuring out how to say no during the holidays, um, which I find very funny because as I'm recording, my cousin just texts me like, Hey morning, do you know what your plan is for Thanksgiving yet? Yes, girl, I do. I'm talking about it right now. We got reservations for three people, me, my mom, my brother at legal seafood. (laughs) So we ain't doing none of the family stuff. Um, none of that. None of that because it can be stressful. And uh, as I'm saying, like the the topic, uh, this week's topic, I wanted to talk about Thanksgiving 
And um, I thought it'd be like, you know, setting boundaries with your family and like how to uh, avoid stress during Thanksgiving or the, you know, the do's and the don'ts of Thanksgiving. But I ended up finding um, this topic just, you know, from my just when I'm looking for topics, like I'm I'm constantly looking for topics to talk about on this podcast, because since I already haven't set myself up for a season to season thing, like I feel like. I'm like 26 episodes in. So like, what is this? Like a Real Housewives of Atlanta season uh, format because they have like like 20 episodes in a season. And it's like, you know, if I was going to do seasons, it would have been good to have stopped at like 12 and then taken a break. But since not, since this is about life, um, I'm not going to be taking any breaks. I'll take breaks where it makes sense. But we'll just we're just going to be rolling through this week to week to week um, as I'm available, as life continues. And um, so as I'm saying this, I'm constantly looking for topics to talk about like that are relatable. So I, you know, if I get, um, you know, I look at articles from like Essence Magazine, Blavity, 2190, um, you know, like the New York Times, like anything that comes across Facebook, like I'm, I'm pretty much just always constantly bookmarking and writing down topics to discuss. And so I knew that I wanted to do Thanksgiving but I wanted to have like a little bit of a twist because, you know, in preparation, I was listening to um, Getting Grown podcast. Uh, they had a episode called like the Nas of Thanksgiving and they talked about like Thanksgiving meal fails and what, you know, what Thanksgiving is like at their house and the things that they cook and, you know, how they they sent, they spend it. And I was just like, yeah, you know, that's cute and funny, but it's cute and funny when you have like more than one person. And since I knew I wasn't going to be talking to anybody or it'd be like too short notice. Cause I was like, Oh, I could like get my cousin on here. The one that just texts me. Um, I can get, Hey, Smyra. Hey girl. Uh, I can, you know, get her to talk about like, you know, um, the Thanksgivings that she's had here because again, my family is from the Caribbean. So, uh, you know, any family member that is experiencing Thanksgiving in my family is experiencing them when they first moved to the United States. And she, uh, moved here a couple years ago. Gosh, it's been like, you know, oh, I can't even, well, either way, she's been here as as long as I've been in, in Boston, pretty much. And so her first Thanksgivings are pretty much with us, like my family. And um, when after I moved back home, I was like really experimental with like cooking Thanksgiving dinner. I took like full control of that. I was like, hey, mommy, I'm just going to do all Thanksgiving, like, you know, like cooking because like I want to try all these different things. And one year we actually did turducken. I, I did turducken. I was like, I want to do turducken. I keep hearing about it. Like I've seen it on, on like, you know, all these, uh, you know, different TV shows. They're talking about turducken, which is a uh, turkey that is stuffed with a chicken that has a duck stuff into it. So it's a duck stuffed in turducken. It is a, it's a chicken stuffed in a duck stuffed in a turkey. And, um, I think that was like one of the first years that I, I cooked Thanksgiving dinner and, um, and, and my cousin Samira was, was uh, spending it with us and it was just so hilarious. Like we always still talk about it. Like I'm gonna tell you one thing, uh, turducken sounds like fancy and like, sounds like you're just getting a lot of meat, but it is not as great as it sounds like we got ours like pre-frozen, pre-made from, I didn't stuff these things myself from Roach Brothers um, supermarket. And, uh, you know, I thought it'd be like, 
it'd be easier to, to cook than a turkey. And one, because I don't like turkey, period. But, you know, it'd be cool. Like, it has other things. Like, I, I like duck. I like chicken. So, like, you know, it'd be, like, extra juicy. Just meat on, like, a meat palooza. And it turned out being dry meat palooza because it took so long to freaking cook that thing. And because, like, you want to be careful. Well, at least I wanted to be careful that no one got, like, salmonella or sick from the fact that you need to make sure that all of these different meats cook. And we all know turkey takes forever to cook. Uh, chicken not so not so much duck actually takes a long time to cook too that I felt like I overcooked it trying to be safe and it just was dry and it wasn't as cool and delicious and de- and decadent uh, as I thought and so um, that was like a thanks that's how I Thanksgiving fail <laughs> I Thanksgiving fail up <laughs> yeah you won't be seeing me take no turkey and put and put a and stuff it with like a block of cheese, which I they talked about it on their podcast and somebody did that. And I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, my, my Thanksgiving fail uh plates uh don't be looking like struggle plates. They be looking like like um like I'm rich bitch. <laughs> Shout out to Nene Leaks uh um, you know, Thanksgiving plates, but it's like, Oh girl, why did you cook that? That's 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 different. Um, don't that that I don't think you should do that again kind of thing. But uh, I thought like, oh, yeah, I could do that. But then I really didn't want to. So I happened to come across this topic that was talking about how to deal with um, holiday stress, like how to say no during the holidays, you know, to protect your mental health. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is so interesting. So I go, went and took that, you know, this title that I found and I, go, I put it into Google and I found all these articles that were talking about like holiday stress, which I didn't even like I knew that, you know, the, the holidays can be stressful. But for me. You know, especially when I was working, it was stressful because like you got to cook. I was teaching. I have like, you know, it's the it's coming towards the end of the school year. And like you have all these homework and papers that you have to give back to the kids and like, you know, people concerned about their grades. And then you just want a day off and then, you know, all this and you're trying to stay, you know, healthy. And so it's like a, a, a different type of stress than um you know, that, you know, that is coming around that certain time, but I never had, I never was able to identify it. And it was just interesting to see that there's several people that have identified it. So, um, that's why I thought it would be important to talk about saying no, like figuring out how to say no during the holidays, because, um, as one of the articles started off and I love it, I'm just going to read it. Tis the season to practice saying no. So it's not just the tis the season to be jolly. It is tis the season to practice saying no, folks. Say with me right now. No. Let's practice it. No. No. <laughs> and um, I thought that would be helpful because um, many of us frequently just say yes to invitations to, you know, people ask you a favor. They ask for a request to avoid the difficulty and discomfort of saying no. Uh, and this is according to the research of Columbia uh, University psychologist Francis Flynn and Vanessa Lake, that, um, you know, when we say yes, when we mean to say no, it is very much setting us up to become overwhelmed and exhausted. That uh, and, I, and I really wonder where this comes from. I haven't read the research that they have put in, the psychologists have put into it, but I'm pretty sure just you know, from the fact that I have a a bachelor's degree in in psychology and I have a PhD and a master's in sociology. So let me just um, pontificate for a second here. Let's, let's, let's put up a hypothesis. So my thinking is right. So when you're thinking about human beings and how we learn things, so we are socialized. This is an act of socialization. This is how we learn how to, you know, how to speak, how to walk, 
how to act in society, what is expected from us, from our cultures, from our religions, from our families. Like we are socialized, we're taught, we watch the people around us. And so I find it interesting that we have, as human beings, have a hard time saying no, because as children, no is one of the first words that we actually learn and practice. So I'm thinking of, you know, um, like two year olds, like I, I, you know, all like I don't have kids, but like for my friends who have kids, I know that at two years old, it, it's the no season for the kids. Do you want some water? No. Do you want to play with this toy? No. Do you want to go to bed now? No. <laughs> Do you want to use the potty? No. <laughs> like kids are kids are using no because like it's an easy word for them to pronounce one and two. You know, it's two years old, you know, is when they start, they're, they're walking, they're like learning how to eat by themselves. They're learning how to, they're learning new words, new colors. They're learning a whole bunch of stuff. But the most important thing that they're learning, most children are learning around that age is like their own autonomy. Like they're growing, they're developing their own personalities, their own likes and wants. And, you know, from watching, like watching the adults around them, they learn that this word no gives them a little bit of agency. Like, I don't want to do that. And so the word that I'm supposed to use when I do not want to do that or something makes me sad or something makes me unhappy is no. Uh, I'm thinking of like, I went to a baby shower. Um, I didn't just go to a baby shower. I was a co-organizer for my first baby shower for my girl, Abra. Hey girl. Um, <laughs> and she was telling uh, some stories at the baby shower about how her son was um um how he you know kind of practices his own autonomy particularly with the dog the family dog so you know he um is pretty much in the you know in the mindset that the the dog is is there for his entertainment and so he's like trying to ride the dog she says he like he pulls at her at her at her tail um and it really started when he started to crawl so once he realized like you know there's something else here that you know moves around and it's 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 kind of interesting. Let me let me do a play with it like I play with my toys. And so she she was saying that, you know, he um he doesn't like when when the dog takes his toy and he doesn't and he'll take the dog's toy too and when the dog tries to protest like, you know, like lick him or kind of just like nudge him, he'll say, "No, Stella, no." And I'm like, "Yeah, that that, that I mean, that is the time that they learn like what that means. Like for them, like as children, we we are attached to the word no because we realize like that is the first thing that we can say and do to like have control of ourselves. Like that is my toy or that is a toy I want to play with and you're trying to take it from me and I don't want you to. So I have to say no, you know, but somehow we have lost the connection to the, to the word no. Like we, we were, you know, reveling in, in no when we were younger. But then I think, um, you know, as, as, as we are being socialized and we grow, our parents or whoever took care of us taught us that no is like a dirty word. It's a bad word. Like, you know, like you shouldn't say no, you should say yes. You should, you should not say no to everything. No, we, we I think we like kind of get socialized that no is like hurtful. And especially when you start thinking about for, for, for women, for females, uh, I feel like we are socialized differently to the, to the word no, that we are taught that no is selfish. No is not ladylike. No is, um, you know, undignified. Um, no is not how you get a husband. No is not how you are a good mother. Like you have to say yes to everything. You have to be, um, you have to be someone who can work with other people that's open, that's giving and all those things that we are supposed to be do not work with the word no. 
And I feel like <clears throat> that women tend to have a harder time saying no, even though for the articles that I looked up, they weren't like gender specific. They weren't saying like, you know, women um, really need to practice this. But I'm saying that women do have to need to practice this. And again, say with me, ladies um, that are listening. No, no, no. Just practice the word. Like Let it roll off the tongue. Um, but I'm saying this because I, you know, in academic conferences, so like professionally, like the word, like learning how to say no becomes like a part of professional development. Like, I, you know, when I, um, when I was going to conferences a lot, but just in general, like when, you know, I, I can only speak from my own field. So within the field of academia and higher education, like when I go to these conferences, like there's always a panel, there's always a workshop like run by women about how to say no to, you know, um, to, uh, to service, how to say no to being assigned to every single committee when you need to be working on your research and, and your tenure package, how to say no to, you know, to this or that. And it's just like, when, when I listen to the tips on it, it's like, this is common sense. We should, we, we know what the word no means. No is it's only two letters. We learned it early. It's one of the first words we've, we've all said, but somehow as adults, as grown as people, we have to be taught, retaught, like how to say no um, to things like that people ask us to do. And I think that really does come from like the way that we are socialized. I feel like men and boys have an easier time saying no and we encourage them saying no um, more often. But like for females, it's like, no, you can't you can't say no. Like you cannot say no, because that makes you. Um, you know, that makes you someone that others don't want to be around. That makes you, um, you know, a bitch that makes you someone, um, who, um, we're not supposed to respect or like, because she's a witch, she's a bitch, she's bossy. Like it's, 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 we, we tend to kind of associate the word no and people who say no often to those kind of characteristics and, um, I think that is a, a large part of what the problem is. So um, it's um, let me just continue. So the season can be like, you know, holiday season is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be like the time where like, there's just like so much activity going on. Like, you know, um, Thanksgiving is coming up this week and I already have like several like events to go to like social events. Like there's a black Friday game night um, that is hosted by some of my high school friends. There is like a, high school, um, homecoming, um, you know, get together social, like that it's happening. Um, there's the Thanksgiving football game, like from my high school, like, it, you know, it's, it's around that time that you have like these high school homecoming things. And I live in Boston and you know, it makes it easier for me to go these things, but these are like way more things that I've, that I've done in the last two weeks. Like, it's just, you know, it's like the social time. And then after Thanksgiving, you have all the holiday things like the ugly sweater parties and the, you know, secret Santas and the work, um, Christmas parties, which I don't got a job. So like if anyone wants to invite me to their work Christmas parties, like I can be a plus one. I, I, I promise to show up looking real cute because I, I still got my rent to one way unlimited membership. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get sponsored up in this shit. Um really trying to get sponsored. Like, yo, yeah, hit me up, rent the runway, hit me up. But uh I promise us to show up looking nice. <laughs> but uh but it's also just like people become so stretched thin during this time because we have like too little time, energy and money. Um, sadly for ourselves during this, that, that 
the holiday season seems to become about other people and not about ourselves. Like, and you think, you know, the, the whole idea of Thanksgiving, the whole idea of like the Christmas, you know, uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa season is about to be being about being thankful about being around family, about good vibes and giving and, you know, and love um, and joy, but it turns out to be stress and an energy suck and like bankruptcy, <laughs> like a money suck. Like it's just ends up being all these things. And I, and we beat ourselves up about it and become stressed about it because it's our own fault because we have not, oops, I just hit into the mic because we are not practicing saying the word no, because we are so, um, I guess it's our inability or unwillingness to say no, that just leaves us overextended saying yes to everything, um, and it becomes, it, it is the holidays is the time where it happens the most. And some of that, again, comes from the fact that, as I said, like we're human beings, we're socialized, um, you know, around what no means, what yes means, that yes makes you a better, like, you know, a nicer person, a friendlier person. And, um, you know, as social creatures, we feel obliged to be around other people even at our own expense like we don't want to be alone like you say yes to something and I said this in like my pick me mentality uh, episode and about toxic relationships that you know a part of pick me mentality which is like you know not wanting to be rejected wanting to be chosen wanting to someone to like you to love you that you say yes to things that that are against like your morals against like your own interests but you just you feel like if you say no this person won't like me or love me anymore and so I'm just gonna say yes I'm just gonna do anything I have to do to have you pick me and I think that is this I think pick me mentality uh, even though I I've kind of discussed it in a relationship sense I think can also be put in just like a social sense or a human being sense or holiday like it can be in other places too that we I think a part of the reason why it's so hard to say no and we say yes so easily is for the fact that we want to be chosen we want to be picked we want to be a part of the group and we feel like we'll be ostracized or we will threaten the potential bonds we have with others by saying no so we go for that easy yes and it's so funny again when you start thinking about the way that we characterize these words yes and no that yes is easy and no is difficult and it should be the other way around no should be easy and yes should be difficult because when you say yes you are you know obliging yourself to something you are committing yourself to doing something and that takes time or energy or effort that you will have to spend you know, personally. And so it should be something that is harder to get to. You should be really thinking about what you say yes to because it involves more energy and more effort and money. Right. And so um, saying no during the holidays can be extremely beneficial. But just saying no, I think 24 um 24 7 365 days and next year 366 days a year is a good practice I, I mean I, I guess I should probably I should write the antithesis of um, Shonda Rhimes book which is you know year of yes and just write a book called year of no um, or make a movie or a little short series like you remember uh, there's um, 
there's a Jim Carrey movie, which I think is also based on a book called Yes Man, where just like the year of yes, he, you know, it was like a man who was like closed off and he became more open and, and, and lively by practicing saying yes to every single thing that people asked him to do. Do you want to buy a car? Yes. Do you want to join my gym? Yes. Do you want to try, you know, uh, fried crickets? Yes. He just had to say yes to everything. And I feel like that is not a good lesson to be putting out there. Like we, you should be open to new opportunities. Like you should be, you should be trying new things, but I feel like we also should try having just a year of no, like, especially when you start thinking about what those no's mean, because if you change your idea of what no means and see it as I'm saying no to, um, to these to these obligations because it gives me the opportunity to say yes to the things and the people that actually matter to me then I think it becomes a lot easier to say that no I'm saying no I am not cooking this Thanksgiving because I'm saying yes to sleep and relaxation and um, you know being able to do other things than be cooking all day long just to eat for 30 minutes like if you think about it that way, then that that no becomes a lot easier. Um, and it, it is actually then tied to something positive, which is a yes, a yes to yourself, a yes to the things that you actually have interest in. And it makes you happy um, and hopefully doesn't uh, suck up all your money and leave you broke. <laughs> so, um let me keep going. So from one of the articles, it says, according to Harvard behavioral scientist, Sandhil Mulnathan and Princeton economist Elder Shafir, um, and they wrote, they have a book, they said, called Scarcity, Why Having Too Much, I mean, I'm sorry, Scarcity, Why Having Too Little Means So Much. Uh, they explained in their book that the busier we get, the more likely it is that we will have a harder time saying no to the next request. Ain't that crazy? So you're already busy. You already got a full schedule. Um, and it's so funny that when you start getting into the habit of yes, like you just keep saying yes. So you don't or, or the habit of not saying no. So it's like, oh, can you do this too? Um, yes. Can you do this too? Yes. Do you mind? No. Like, it's like you just keep going. Like you just keep extending yourself, even though, you know, like, OK, I'm going to be b- busy cook- cooking this. And then I got to go bring people to the football game. I got to pick up people from the airport. And then someone else asks you something else. And you just automatically say yes, because you're in that yes mode. And that is just crazy. And the fact that they wrote a book about it is just like it, it's I, I think I might have to check this one out because the fact that they say that, that it makes it harder that you would think that when you have less time and less um, money that you would it'd be easier to say no, but somehow it's not. It's harder for us to say no. Uh, And this happens because um, they said when we are stressed and tired, we tend to act out of habit. And so if you make a habit of saying yes, this is why I feel like Shonda Rhimes didn't have to write that that year of yes book. I mean, for her, I guess the way she framed it, I love the book, like the way she framed it, she, she really put it in terms of like the things that she always wanted to try, but never felt like comfortable trying so like doing things scared doing things even when you're uncomfortable um, just to have new experiences and so she's saying I'm saying yes to myself I'm saying yes to saying no I think that's one of the chapters to say yes to no I love that chapter Um, definitely um, suggest that you check out Shonda Rhimes book on say yes to no I forgot about that chapter I just I have a bookmark I have the book and I have the audio uh, version of it and I need to revisit that because 
um, again, like it's about habits. And so you have to, you know, for her, the whole talking about the year of yes, she was like in the habit of saying yes to things like, you know, because before she was in the habit of saying no. But in this case, I'm saying that you have to have the habit of saying no or coming up with ways um, to deal with your habit of saying no. Because like you may not be aware, you may be unaware that you're doing this. You can, you you know, someone automatically asks you something and you just say yes without even thinking about what, what did I just, you know, what did I just uh, commit myself to? Um, but now that you are aware of the fact that no is so much easier for you and that we just are in the habit of saying um, yes to everything, then you can now be more mindful and train your brain to habitually say no instead of yes. So those requests that you aren't really excited about. If it, let's go into some Marie Kondo here. If it does not spark joy, say no. It's like automatic joy. Hey, Toya, do you want to go to, to brunch? Hmm. Does that spark joy in me? Yes, it does. Yes, I do. Hey, Toya, do you want to uh, pick me up at three o'clock in the morning and drop me off at the airport? Hmm. Does that bring me joy? Does that spark joy? Mm, the thought of that waking up early than having to bring someone to the airport? No. See how easy that is? No. (laughs) So think about what sparks joy for you. What excites you when they ask you um, to go to this? Like, you don't have to say yes to everything. You don't have to say no to everything. But say yes to the things that spark joy for you and say no to the things that don't excite you. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, Saying no during the holidays can actually also help your finances. Like I said, don't end up broke because everyone asks you to pay for this, to do that. You run up your gas, you're buying all the food in the world just for a 30-minute meal uh, where everyone's going to be sleeping and taking that shit home with them. Um, Say no. And and this is not even just Thanksgiving. Think about like the holiday, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah season where you might be spending uh, quite a bit of cash buying gifts for those you, you love and um, yourself this season. Um, but then also buying, like you're also buying for your friends, for your work, for your work friends, for your, the secret Santa, like say, no, you don't have to, uh, you should, you should be focusing on yourself and your, the people that you care about, um, you know, that are your loved ones. And so you can skip an outing with your friends. You don't have to go to all the, um, ugly sweater parties. You don't have to go, um, you know, you don't have to be in everyone's secret Santa. If it's an option, it's an option. It's not obligated. So if they say it, it's optional, if you want to participate, okay, I'll participate. Like, for example, my friends have, um, a few of my friends have a, uh, a, a Christmas party every single year. Um, and during the Christmas party, we have a secret Santa or not secret Santa, but like a, a Yankee swap. Um, but it, on the invitation, it says, if you want to, you know, um, if you want to participate in the Yankee swap, you know, buy a gift that is like $20 or less or whatever, but it is not, it's not an obligation for you to attend the party. It's just like, if you want to get a gift and, and, you know, engage in this activity that we'll have, um, you can do so. But that's how we should start thinking about things is like, you don't have to do everything that people ask you to. You can say no, you can say no, no, I don't want to do Secret Santa. No, I don't want to do Yankee Swap. No, I'm not buying gifts for every single um, person in my family. Um, You can just say no, and it will save you quite a bit of time and money. Um, and that goes for your holiday parties at work too. You can just say no, just say no. (laughs) 
but there are, and, and just remember also, there are very few circumstances where you truly cannot say no. Hey, I'm sick and I'm dying. Can you take me to the hospital? This is not something you should say no to. <laughs> this is not something you should say no to. <laughs> okay, but that is one of the one of the few uh, where you just can't say no. Um, but this year, I want you guys to put yourself first, okay? And you might make some people mad, but that's because they're so used to you saying yes all the time, but they don't know how to handle you when you say no. And so you should get them into the habit of knowing that sometimes um, your girl Toy T is going to say no to you. Okay. They're going to say no, no. (laughs) And you might feel a lot of guilt over saying no. Um, But that is something that you've imposed on yourself. Again, it's something you're imposing on yourself. That's something you're socialized to. And we just have to socialize ourselves to see no as not difficult, to see no not as a bad word, to see no as not something that will um, make people stop liking you or cause you to be ostracized and see no as a yes to ourselves, as the opportunity to say yes to things that we actually want to do. Hey, girl, do you want to come to brunch? Hmm. Um, you know, or breakfast, or do you want to go out tonight? This is just like, let me not say brunch. Cause I always say yes to brunch. Uh, if someone asked me like, Hey girl, you want to come out on Tuesday night? And it usually probably is a no or Saturday. Like, no, like I'm probably not. And it's cold outside. No, no. <laughs> um, but unless someone else's livelihood is in your hands. So like, that's one of the, the things too. Like if someone's livelihood's in your hands, you're obli- or you're obligated to do something as a part of your job. So like, Hey, can you, cl- can you, um, close up the, the shop today? Or can you, um, can you please, uh, send out this email before you leave for the Thanksgiving break? Like, don't say no. Like, <laughs> if, if it's going to cost you your job, you say yes. Uh, but everything else you can say no everything else. If it's not going to affect someone else's livelihood or your livelihood, say no, just say no. Um, because everything else is entirely up to you and no one else. And so here's where we get to the tips here. So I have, I think, let's see, I think I have seven tips for you. Yes, I do. Toya T got seven tips for you. Okay. On how to make saying no easier. And I'll give you some examples too. So I want to make sure, again, let's practice the word. No, no, no. Very good, guys. Very good. (laughs) And so here are some strategies. Here are seven strategies for saying no. So here's number one. Say no. So you can say yes to what matters, like I was saying before. So here are some things to say no to that will come up around the holiday season. Say no to going. So um, Hey, we're, you know, the family, you know, everyone's family lives all over the place. I mean, my family in particular in the United States, um, lives in three places. They live in Florida, Connecticut, Massachusetts. That's it. (laughs) That is it. Um, and most of the time it is the people in the Massachusetts that will sometimes get together and do, uh, you know, a Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter or whatever. But sometimes, Sometimes, even if they're in the same state, we just don't want to go. And it's okay to say no. Like this, like since I moved home, um, I've helped my mother start the practice of saying no. Although I prefer she doesn't say no to me, but that's the after effects. She'll say no to me. Um, 
but particularly when like, you know, when I was working and um, of course my mom's always working and it, especially when the weather, sometimes when we're getting cold. Like I remember one Thanksgiving, we just decided like, we're not going anywhere. We're not going to overextend ourselves. We're not going to like ask like, Hey, is anyone hosting this or offer to host? How about no to going just no, like we can't make it this year. Um, or you just set up a schedule. I know for those who are married, so for my married friends who have like in-laws that live maybe in different states or different countries, uh, the the easiest way for you to solve this problem is you just choose one destination per holiday and alternate each year. So if it's like we go to his mom's house or, you know, or my mom's house the next year or, you know, we make a schedule of like stay home, we host uh, or we go to this person, we go to this parent's house or that parent's house or whatever, like you should plan this out ahead of time so that you take the stress out of it. And so that you can easily say, you know, um, this year we're not going to be able to go because we already extended ourselves to something. So you just, you get yourself ready, um, to, uh, not overextend yourself. So you're like, okay, I already know I have to go to Baltimore because that's what we planned ahead of time. Uh, and so if anyone asks us to go anywhere else, we just say we're going to Baltimore or this year we, uh, it was the year that we stay home. And so we are staying home. We cannot come to this. And I know for, uh, some of my friends, like that's how they operate. Like, uh, my girl TT and her family live in Australia and, um, her, her family lives in the U S and his, her husband's family lives in Kenya and they will alternate like every other year, whether, whether they go to the U S or I think they go to the U S maybe every summer, but for, uh, Kenya and for the holidays for his, for her husband's family, it's every other year they go. And so it's set. And so you can say no, if someone asks you on off, you're like, nope, we're not going to that. Um, say no to gifting. So if money is tight this year, explain to your family members and friends up front that you are going to be buying, that you're only going to be buying gifts for the children or for your immediate family. So like your mother, your father, your partner, your kids, um, and make it very clear, or you're only going to be doing Yankee swap, or you're only going to do secret center where everyone gets, you know, one person that they have to buy for. Um, that is, that is something that you very much can say no to, but then say no in a way that doesn't make people mad. Like, you know, come up with an alternative, make clear that, um, you don't expect a gift from them. So they don't have to get, you, you don't have, they don't have to give you a gift. So, um, you don't, don't worry about it. So like, I'm not doing gifts this year and you don't have to give me anything. Um, say no to cooking like we're doing this year in my household. Say no to cooking. Say no to cooking. Last year we said no to cooking for Christmas because we went, um, and I, I would say that we said no to Christmas because <laughs> I didn't put up no tree last year. No tree. I put up like decorations last minute, but we went to Cancun, my family, me, my mom, my brother went to Cancun for Christmas last year. So we said no to cooking and we said no to holiday. At least I did said no to holiday, um, festive, like, you know, decorations and stuff. It was the best Christmas ever. I swear to God, like wake up, someone else was cooking. Like you had the chefs from the, the resort cooking. I was on, the, I, I spent Christmas morning in a pool overlooking the ocean in Cancun at sunset. Like just say no say no, say no to these things to make things easier for you. Um, is if it's something quick and easy that you can do to save time, then, you know, maybe say yes to that. But like, remind yourself, there is no shame, um, in buying a, a boxed cake or, um, you know, pre-made, uh, scallop potatoes or like there's, there's no shame in, in, uh, ordering your, your Thanksgiving dinner or your Christmas dinner from Boston market 
or Omaha steaks and just warming it up in the oven. And there's no, there's no um, shame in just going to a restaurant for Thanksgiving like my family is. <laughs> oh, here's another one. Say no to unwanted house guests. Say no, say no, say no. If you don't want them living and staying in your house, say no. No, we're not doing this this year. Nope, you can't bring your, your best friend's cousin with you. Nope, we're not doing that. Nope, sorry. Like, and here's some uh, preventative tactics that that they um that I found. So if uh, someone's asking, saying they're coming into town and they seem to expect to be staying at your house, you can say, "What? You're coming to town? Fantastic! A great new hotel just opened. You'll love it." Or say, "Sorry, the house is in no condition for guests right now." Or, "I can't wait to see you. Do you need recommendations on a good place to stay?" So you're making it clear. I'll see you when you get here, but you can't stay here. <laughs> you can't stay here. <laughs> um, and in the case of my mama's house, you really can't stay here because I got rid of a, an entire bed. So I don't know where people think they're going to be staying. There are three beds in this house and they are all occupied by the people that live here. And so if you would like to visit, um, you can always stay at granny's cause she has an extra bed. Like you can, you can, you can stay over there. Um, we have a couch, but we have a smaller couch now. So I don't know if you want to sleep on that. There's an air that we have air mattresses, but mm, I don't know. Where we're going to put that air mattress for you because like the extra bedroom is now a full walk-in closet for me and my mom. So again, you, you, you're welcome to come to our house, but you can't stay here. <laughs> uh, say no to taking on the work for a big holiday celebration. So you have a big family, you, um, or you are the head of your friend's group and you want to plan Friendsgiving, uh, you don't have to do that all yourself. If it leaves you frazzled, just say no. Um, even if, for example, everyone has been coming here for Christmas for years, um, you can say, I need a break. You can say, yeah, everyone's been coming here. We need a break. How about we try something else? How about we go to a restaurant? How about we do it at this person's house? How about we try uh, potluck and everyone uh, brings something? Um, and, in oh, and here's another thing that you can use. And, um, usually when people end up saying no, I mean, um, saying yes to taking on like the work for a big holiday celebration, it's because it's a part of a quote unquote tradition. That's how people get you. And I didn't even realize that tradition in itself, the word can be triggering and has like its own, like kind of like, you know, um, reactions like to it, like natural reactions. Like people say like, Oh, it's tradition. So you feel like you have to do it. Like, Oh, you know, we always made, you know, bread by hand for Thanksgiving. It's tradition. And it's like, oh, yeah, you, know, you got to do it. But now you can like actually change the word tradition. So they're suggesting um, that, you know, the fact that the word tradition carries like extra clout during the holidays, you can use that into your advantage and be like, you can tell your guests or your family like, oh, I'm starting a new tradition this year, everyone will bring one dish for the meal or this, you know, we're starting a new tradition this year. We're going to a restaurant for Thanksgiving and we're going to try that. Or this year we're going to try Yankee swap. Like we're trying a new tradition. So all you got to do is put the word new in front of tradition and you can change the whole trajectory of the conversation in your, your like actual burden of, um, of work there. You can take some burden off of you. Um, here's another suggestion. So, okay. So, uh, is this the, okay. So there, okay. So, okay. Sorry. I'm like confusing myself in the way that I wrote this. <laughs> All right. So here's tip number two, um, on, you know, figuring out how to say no 
during the holidays. Stall. So learn how to stall. It's okay not to answer the phone. I love this suggestion because me, I one, I don't pick up phone. I don't pick up phone calls from numbers that I don't recognize. And two, even from the numbers I recognize, I make a conscious decision whether or not to pick up the phone. Now, text message. I like text message because it gives you the chance to answer immediately or answer when you feel like it. And there's no like, you know, expectation that you have to answer right then. But when someone calls you, it is hard to say no. That's how they get you. That's why I try not to answer the phone. Um, And that is probably the best way to give yourself a break. Um, You have to start mastering the art of let me get back to you on that. So let's practice that one right there. So, um, hey, can you uh, host Thanksgiving dinner this year? Here we go. Let's say it together. Let me get back to you on that. Hey, can you um, pick up everybody that's coming into town for the holidays? Let's say it again. Hmm. Let me get back to you on that. <laughs> hey, can blah, blah, blah's boyfriend stay at your house while he's while they're visiting? Let's go say it again. Hmm. Let me get back to you on that. Um, and I like, like we said it three times. So like, you know, that's how we start making a habit. Let's start practicing it. <laughs> uh, it gives you time. This, when you are able to stall, it gives you time to consult anyone you may need to your partner, your roommate, yourself, your kids, whoever. Um, and it may even encourage the person who's asking you to start looking for alternatives to your, um, anticipated generosity. Cause they are expecting that. And, um, you know, even for me, like I, I, I love saying no to things or just not answering things, but there's certain people in my family, like I have a real soft spot for the, like the younger females in my family. And so if they call me and ask me for a favor, there's certain people I'm just like, Oh gosh, I feel so bad not doing it. And I just do it even though I don't want to. And it's inconvenient. Hey, can you pick me up from school? <sighs> okay. <laughs> Like, that's usually what happens. But I've also learned, like, you know, if I don't feel like doing it, I don't have to. Like, it doesn't matter what is on my schedule. If I don't feel like it, I don't have to. And um, my my favorite tactic is just not to answer the phone. Not answer the phone. So you, you're going to have to text me um, because I'm 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 not going to answer that phone. I'm going to press that. Um, sorry, I can't speak right now button on the phone. <laughs> Uh, if you've gotten that from me, if, you call, if every time you call me or 50, 50% of the time when you call me, I don't pick up the phone. That's what's happening. It's, it's not personal. It's, it's just personal for me. As in like, I don't, I don't have the energy to talk to you right now. All right. Number three, consider your reasons. So for more difficult requests, saying yes may seem easier in the moment, but it can often make things much harder in the long run because then now you have to do this thing that takes up time or money or energy. And so if you have a really good reason to you for why saying no would make your holidays less stressful, just make sure you're confident in that reasoning. So um, here it is. So my cousin sent me a text about like, do you know what we're doing yet? I'm not thinking that she's, I mean, like this, this is not like stressful, but it's more like, hey, let's, let's say my cousin was asking like, Hey, we're trying to get everybody together. What um, are you interested in, in helping to plan this? And here I got a reason. No. I am not interested because my family and I already have plans. We're going to a restaurant because my brother has to work. Look at that. I have all the reasons ready and it's good enough reasons for me. Um, and it should be good enough for whoever else asks that question because 
They can't make you do nothing. You're not going to get arrested. You know, you're not going to be put in in family jail. Well, maybe you will be, but does it matter? No, because you're not in that stressful position of doing something that you don't want to do. And so it's best to come up with your reasonings ahead of time. You should practice them. Uh, you don't have to go into too much information like I just did, but like I could just say, hey, no, we're, we're, we can't do Thanksgiving this year. Can has to work. You know, my brother has to work um, early. And so we're doing Thanksgiving, you know, as a family early. Boom. Real quick. Um, but for the, for those of y'all who feel like you have to offer a thoughtful explanation, just practice it. Just come up, come up with it and practice it. Practice it like it's an interview. Practice it like you're practicing your vows. Practice it like you are, you know, studying for a test. Practice it so that you're ready to, to go with your answer. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable be doing it in person uh, or over the phone because they caught you on the phone, uh, sell, oh, send a well-reasoned but not too long email or text. Uh, forget the email. Just send the text. Unless they emailed you, send the text because the text give you, you only have so many characters you can put in a text message. So keep it real cute. Keep it short and say no, 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 no. <laughs> um, and then give your reason. No, because blah. No, because we're really busy. No, because whatever. Number four. Uh, remember, no is not a bad word here. Like I said before, we have been all been socialized, especially if young for, for women and girls that no is a bad word. No makes you mean. No makes you a bitch. No makes you someone no one wants to be around. No makes you someone no wants to marry. No one makes, makes you a bad mother. No makes you um, not a reliable worker. Actually, it doesn't. No makes you someone who knows what they want. It is not a bad word. It's not difficult. It's just a word. It has two letters. It, just get comfortable saying no. Let's say it again. Let's do it again. No. 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 <laughs> and I hope you're practicing your faces with it too. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing the the very like not the not the no, like you know, like a question face. Like I'm doing the 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 very firm, I am confident in what I'm saying. No. <laughs> no. Um and so, and it's not selfish. It's not self-serving. It is just, it's something positive. It's something good for you. Remember saying no gives you the opportunity to say yes to things that you actually want to do. Okay. On, on Thursday, what I want to do is I want to, um, I want to work out, you know, it's like, you know, do, do like a, you know, the pre Thanksgiving workouts, either a run or a dance class. And then I want to eat and then I want to chill. That's it. I don't want to cook. I don't want to be cleaning. I don't want to be, you know, like getting dressed to have like, you know, family time and have to avoid like random questions or avoid my grandmother telling me that I'm getting big. Oh, you're big. Like, Granny, that's not a compliment. And you're making me uncomfortable. And you're making me feel like you're watching what I'm eating. Um, I don't need people asking me like, oh, how, like, how's work going or how's the job? No, I don't want to talk about that because it's Thanksgiving and I just won't chill. And so uh, just let's just practice saying no, because it's not a bad word. It's not a dirty word. It's a good word. No, no, let's let's no. <laughs> uh, number five. So number five on this list, adopt softer alternatives to no. So like just like I said before, like, you know, the stalling, like, mm, let me get back to you on that. Um, there's also softer alternatives to no. So like if you don't feel comfortable saying no, 
we haven't gotten there yet, you can try saying that doesn't work for us or that doesn't work for me in place of a flat no, because then you feel like you're giving more words and you feel like you're, you know, like I'm trying, but like, I just can't, you know, like that, like you can use that too. I'm trying, but I just can't, I don't know if I can, Hmm, let me get back to you on that one. Or, you know, I don't think it, I don't think it's going to work for me, you know, or I think I'm going to be really busy this year. So I don't think I can do it or I can't do it. I'm sorry. You know, it's a, it's a softer way of saying no, but, um, it doesn't really require any explanation. Just, you know, it doesn't work for me. Um, it's not a good time. Um, it's not going to work out this year. Um, let's try next year or, you know, try me again next week. Like just find softer alternatives to no if you don't feel comfortable with, with no yet, you know, we're working our way up there. We're exercising to get to the peakness of our knowness <laughs> of our knowability. <laughs> Number six, don't make promises you don't intend to keep. Because that's stressful because saying no can be uncomfortable for some people. People often try to to um, close with something hopeful or positive in an effort to in an effort to soften the no blow. They will make promises they don't intend to honor down the road. I am I am notorious for this, mainly for the fact that like I feel like I feel like I'm socially awkward. Some people will say I'm an extrovert. I would say that I'm an introverted extrovert. I love to, like being with myself. I don't mind being alone. I don't mind spending time with myself. It came from being 10 years of being an, uh, an only child, even though I was surrounded by family. Um, and I, I'm comfortable just, just being with myself. And so, um, you know, I don't, I sometimes I feel like I have to, like when people ask me to do stuff like, oh, yeah, we should meet up sometime. We should have coffee. Uh, most of the time I do mean it. If I say like, yeah, we should definitely have coffee um, and like I follow up with it, like I really do mean it. But sometimes like, you know, you're talking to somebody and then they're like, oh, yeah, we should um, like you say no to whatever they ask you to. Like, hey, can you do this? And you say no. It's like, oh, well, you know, what about um, can you do it next week? And you still don't want to do it. And then you're like, oh, well, maybe let's see let's 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 try not to do them maybe let's see so as we were just talking about softer alternatives the softer alternatives should have a definitive answer of like that doesn't work for for us that doesn't work for me that's not going to work it's not a good time which means like no like you just stop there but do not continue with the like oh let's try next week or maybe next week will work for me or uh, you know I'll you know I'll I think maybe I can I can do it possibly like, don't put the possibly in it. If you don't intend to keep your promise, don't do it. And that kind of just makes me feel like I need to email some people that I said yes to, to things that I knew that maybe I don't want to do or put the time and effort into or not interested in doing, like writing recommendations for college applications when I am not fucking working. It's no other way for me to say that. I'm not teaching. I'm not working. Like, it's awkward having to put down, because, like, you know, when you write recommendations, they have to, you, you have to put your title down. So I wrote, like, two recommendations for one of my former students for graduate school um, because it was easy and it was still there and I was going through all my emails. And at the end, some of them asked for a title. So, like, you know, my name and my position, like, title and position. And I'm like, what am I going to put? I'm not working. So, like... But I, don't, but I don't want it to seem like I'm some random person that wrote, wrote her... Uh, a recommendation and so what I ended up doing which made me feel really uncomfortable but people can't question I put in independent social science researcher <laughs> because ain't nobody can come at you like I'm a social I have a sociology degree so I can I can be doing research all the time I'm doing research right now for this podcast look at this that's my social science research um, but it's still within the field that they would respect for this recommendation, this, you know, this uh, school recommendation. But like, 
for this, I have like a high school student that I promised that I would send out references for. And I, I said yes to the email, but then like, you know, I just glanced at it, but I was busy. And then I finally read it and I was like, oh shit, this person asked me on October 30th to send out um, recommendation letters for college. One of them was due November 1st. And I was like, yeah, I can't, I, I think I told her I can't do that one. The next one was due November 5th. I definitely did not do that. Then she, she got, she, um, she DM me on Instagram because like she follows me on Instagram and that's a good way to get me and said, Hey, like, you know, my counselor said you haven't sent out the, the, the recommendation list. Can you do it? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll do it tomorrow. Did I do it the next day? No, I did not because I didn't want to do it. <laughs> and I should have just said no, but I feel like I am. So I love working with students and I always just want to help out you know, especially, um, you know, students of color and especially females. So when like females ask me for recommendations, young women, young girls that I've, you know, had the, the opportunity to teach or mentor, I just feel like I need to say yes, because I want to help them in any way that I can as people have helped me. But then I also realized that that also takes away from like time and energy that I could be spending on other things that I actually really want to do or make me more comfortable. Like right now, I just kind of feel uncomfortable writing recommendation letters when I'm not working because I don't have a title to put on this. And I feel like maybe the recommendation has less weight because I'm not working and I don't have like a, a school position um, to back up, you know, my, the authenticity of my, of my recommendation or my credentials. So I should have just said no. And I feel like I need to email this young lady and apologize for promising and I hope she found somebody else to write her recommendations I mean I guess she was applying early to these schools because why are these recommendations due in November like you know I can do January but not November I just just not in the place and even now I'm saying I could do January that's not true I'm still going to be uncomfortable because I still don't have a title and so um I'm just gonna have to learn how to say no to that look at that not just for the holidays but just for life Okay, I'm just going to say right now, if you listen to me and you are asking for recommendations, if you are not Isla and I haven't already sent out recommendations for you, the answer is no. Because right now, I, I just don't feel comfortable sending out recommendations when I don't have a position to back that up, um, especially when I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. And number seven, that's so funny that I just... Uh, um, I just apologize for saying no to people that potentially could ask me for something. Number seven is don't apologize. <laughs> And I really do mean that. Damn, I got to practice this myself. Like like Beyonce said, I'm just not preaching. I'm taking my own advice. I'm doing this for both of us, for all of us, for me and for you. Okay. I did the research so you didn't have to, but I also needed this for myself too. So I need to also practice this. Do not apologize when you have to say no. I always preface my no's sometimes with sorry, unfortunately, sorry, no, sorry, I can't. And I need to take that out of my, my vernacular. I need to take that out. No more sorries. Do not apologize. Do not apologize. If you're someone who's so used to saying, I'm sorry, and it's like something you say all the time, do not apologize for your no. It is habitual to preface no, an uncomfortable no with I'm sorry. And that's what I do. Sorry, unfortunately. Sorry for getting back to you so late. Fuck the sorry. Okay, I'm saying right now, fuck the sorry. Don't be sorry because you did something within your own time. Unless... In the case right now, like I definitely do need to apologize to that student because I did make a promise and I didn't um, keep my commitment. And that and, and that was because I felt uncomfortable saying no, because I want to be helpful. And I, you know, like, again, because no comes off as so dirty 
and bad and like selfish and unhelpful, like in my vein of wanting to be a student advocate and, and, and be someone who actually um, advocates for students and helps them and supports them in their academic, professional, personal endeavors, I have a problem saying no to them. It is okay for me to say no when I'm uncomfortable and I need to learn that. No sorries, but for this person, I definitely made a commitment I didn't keep. So that deserves a sorry. But for everyone else asking me, if you ask me for a recommendation, you ask me to do something that I don't want to do, no. And let's practice saying no without the I'm sorry. No, I cannot do that. No, it does not work for me. No, I will I will be out of town. No, it's just not it's just not a good time. No, I'm busy. Um, but if you're confident in your reasons, you really don't have to use the I'm sorry's. Like, but people st- still seem to have like feel like it's delivered better if you put the I'm sorry there. But let's just stop. There's no need to apologize for doing what's best for you and possibly your immediate family, whoever you live with, your pets, your mental health, your physical health, your financial health. Just say no. Say no to guilt. Say no to to anything that makes you uncomfortable. Say no to things that are going to make you brokes. Say no to things that are going to make you sleep less. Say no to things that are going to um, run up your electricity bill. Say no to the things that are going to take you away from taking a nice Thanksgiving nap. Just say no. Say no to the gifts. Say no to the nasty um, holiday cake. Say no to the ambrosia. Say no. <laughs> say no. Um to the to to anything that you don't want to do say no to the to the airport pickup say no say no say no oh that reminds me of the Beyonce the the the, the let's let's just try this let's do remember the Destiny Child song no 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 but but then they go into it's really yes 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 yes, yes. oh my gosh you know that that song was written by a man right it was written by Wyclef I think Wyclef Jean from um the Fugees. Okay, let's not use that one. Let's not let's not use no 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 when it's really yeah 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 because it's really no 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 I'm not sorry no I don't feel guilty no I don't feel shame it's just no let's get into the habit of not shouldering too much responsibility overextending ourselves stressing out ourselves um, we're just going to start prioritizing prioritizing our own time as it best suits us and our families and make time for ourselves spend um, our time better and have a more relaxed holiday and with that I'm done with this topic let's let's say it again let's end with with a no like kind of like like um like yoga you know when they go mm, let's do a let's do an arm of a no so let's here we go one two three no and we're done with that now let's get into real quickly um figure this out so um (laughs) I was going to talk about this earlier but I think I have like um just one major figure this out so (sighs) Jada Pinkett Smith Jada Pinkett Smith of Red Table Talk now this if you watch cool I enjoy Jada and um I love uh there's one uh, YouTuber that I follow called Alexander Rogers and he calls Red Table Talk Jada's business and I feel like kind of um, I feel like like he's talking about me because I feel like my podcast and like I remember when I was writing my dissertation, uh, my friend Winston was like, yo, your dissertation is like is like your life. And I was like, yeah, I guess it's Toya's 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 business. And so this podcast is like Toya's business. But 
it's not about me right now. I'm talking about, um, I'm going to come back to this TI hymen check thing. So, um, remember we talked about this two episodes ago about the rapper TI and how he went on the ladies like us podcast and talked about how proudly talked about how he has been checking his, his daughter's hymen or having, going to the gynecologist with her to make sure her hymen is still intact because he thinks it has something to do with virginity, even though virginity is a social construct that has nothing to do with the breaking or unbreaking of an hymen. Um, and he probably said this and then like just went ghost. Like no one heard from him. Like everyone was talking about this subject except for TI. Um, and even the daughter was like, you know, but for her, it's embarrassing. I get it. She's a first semester freshman. Uh, it's a lot of stress there. And on top of the fact that she is a celebrity kid, a rich kid, um, her first, you know, and she has her father talking about her hymen publicly, um, with people who aren't family and who shouldn't know, um, and proudly talking about how she's still a virgin, um, and why that's important to him and why he checks and all this other stuff. But yet in all this, right, we haven't heard from him. And I don't feel like we need to. He said what he had to say and he meant what he, he meant what he said. Like T.I. says what he says and he meant it. Like Nene Leek says, I said what I said. Um, but Jada, in an effort to like, you know, it's smart. So it's, it's a popular topic and, you know, to gain uh, viewers to her show, has decided that she's going to interview T.I. and his wife, Tiny, who is not the mother of this daughter. Like she is not the mother. She's a stepmother about this topic. And I'm like, I've seen people talking about it, about like, you know, it would make more sense, one, if she spoke to Deja the actual person that is at the center of this controversy. Um, and since Red Table Talk is supposed to be like, you know, three women, three generations, having like real kitchen table talk, being real, being authentic, being honest. Um, and, you know, Jada's told all her business in, in you know, in, in, in front of people that just makes me uncomfortable. Like, girl, you talking about your porn addiction in front of your mama and your daughter? Oof, I don't think I'm that free. Um, but... You know, I would think that she would want to bring the 18-year-old daughter, like Deja, out and then have Willow there, who's around the same age. I think Willow's like 19 now or something, and have her be there as like, you know, the, the that generation's voice and be there supportive and talk about like why it's uncomfortable, how it makes her feel, like what does, um you know, what does the 21st century femi like like feminism look like and ownership over your body and what is appropriate for parents to talk about and not talk about and like you know female agency sexual health we could have had like a really just deep conversation it'd been cool they brought her mother there because her mother is alive her mother does have custody of her i mean she's an adult now but she that was her primary caregiver bring her mother in to talk about this and then maybe bring in ti to like you know talk about it but then make sure that you have a man in there because again T.I. is a misogynist one and I don't think he would respect anybody's opinion except for another man so they should have brought Will in you know big dog Will to come in and talk to him man to man father to father about you know what is you know how this is inappropriate how this can be you know detrimental to your daughter and like yes you know we can parent the way we parent um, in our own households but you don't have to tell everybody what you're doing especially if it's something private like talking about like her um her sex life and her and her body like your your child's body um with people because like that is just it's it, it you know there are people are are 
there are some people who will be engaging in voyeurism and like you're opening the conversation about your child's vagina, her hymen um, and, you know, her her sexual activity to strangers, particularly men who might be predators. So like, you know, it would have been interesting to have this conversation. Instead, Jada decided for some reason that she's going to bring up T.I., who is going to talk over them and use and expeditiously expeditiously use every single word from the thesaurus and Webster's dictionary that he can find to make him seem like he's smarter than he really is. And you'll have Tiny, who barely graduated from high school. And I think I, I don't think she did. And I think she I think she's also mentioned that, like, you know, like she doesn't read well. I'm not saying that that's a judgment on her, but I'm just saying in general, she's already come out as someone who just like takes whatever he gives to her. And like she mentioned on, I guess, their po- his podcast that she was you know told by her mother not to marry for love, but marry to for like for money and for for, um, you know, for protection. And, um, I mean, this man has publicly cheated on her all over the place and she's still with him. Even when she threatened to leave him, she still came back. (laughs) And so, uh, she's not going to, she's not going to call him on this. She's not going to call him on this at all because he's controlling over her too in her life. And he's actually said in that same, like I said before, in that same podcast interview talked about how his wife's vagina is his sex box. And she, once she married him, had no right to ever deny him sex. And so he was sitting there you know, talking about how he engages in marital rape and, um, because what is hers is, is his. And I was like, why aren't people talking about that? But for some reason, that's who she wants to bring up on there. I don't know what the hell Jada was thinking. If you know, if you know what Jada was thinking, what the angle of this will be, let me know if she, is she just thinking about viewership and money? Like at this point, like she's Emmy nominated or, you know, I, you know, like red table talk has, has elevated itself. It has, you know, changed the face of Facebook watch and people having uh, talk shows on platforms that are not te- television, but like, and has, you know, opened the door for like celebrities being honest and having these like really like uncomfortable conversations, um, in-depth personal conversations, but like, come on, Jada, come on. Get, like, like this was not the look. Like, tell me what, 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 what? Figure this out for me. What was Jada thinking? What is Jada thinking? Are you gonna be watching? Cause I don't think I can. I don't think I can. I'll see the. I guess I'll see the clips if it pops up on my Explorer page on my, on my Instagram. Cause that's where I usually get all of my like you know, celebrity gossip and information. But like, why? Why do we need this? We don't need this. Why? Why do we need more more opportunities, on a female platform for a man to talk about how he has, um his thoughts on how he has like power and ownership over a young, a, a woman's body, particularly uh, the, uh, a f- his female child. Like hell no. Tell me what's going on there. And with that, I'm done. This is not a long one. Like last week, man, like last week's was long and I hope you were able to get through it. But again, um, I'm so thankful that you guys are growing with me, continuing to share more people are learning about the podcast um, I've been getting really helpful criticism and feedback from various people. Some of it has been easier to take than others, um, but I am I'm committed to growing, and this is something that I see as a great platform for me and for other people um, who just want to talk about life in an honest way and learn different things and kiki and you know get all the facts and the stats all in one place. And that's what I'm here for, you guys. So again, thank you for everyone who has. Um, who has reviewed my podcast. I think I'm at 30 reviews right now. I want to get to 50 by um, January 1st, 2020. And I think I can get there if you guys help me out. So if you haven't reviewed my um, 
and this is on, on, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, if you haven't done it and you can, and you have an Apple ID, um, go ahead, please, and go and leave me a short review. Um, or you can just put the stars in and come back and write a review later. But like, it's just very helpful for my podcast to grow and for other people to learn about uh, my podcast and for it to be associated with other podcasts that cover similar you know topics and so it's just really super super helpful so thank you for everyone who's done it so far thank you for those who will do it in the future if you don't know how to do um how to make write a review i'll just put it in the in the show notes again i'll put in the show notes on the tutorial on how to write a review on apple podcasts using your phone using your computer um so you can go ahead and do that again subscribe wherever you're listening to this please subscribe to the to the podcast share it with everyone you know anyone who will find this helpful but anyway I'm going to go now because it is early and I still have time to do things that I want to do today. And I'm saying no to being tied to this podcast longer than I need to be. So everyone, please have a blessed morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening to this, wherever you are. I just want you to be blessed. Have a great holiday. If you're not in the States and you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, you have other holidays coming up at the end of the year. So please, please have a great week. And I will talk to you guys next week. All right, bye.